Blog Talk Radio. Fans, welcome to the show here on another Sunday afternoon. Sign guy with you as usual. Real fast before we jump into things with our guests, some show notes. If you're looking for some wrestling today, up here in our neck of the woods in Auburn, Washington, there is a benefit show for Bash, which helps support uh, feeding the hungry. So if you're in the area, come by and support that. You can find myself there later this evening. Also, just like we were telling you last week, World's Finest Wrestling coming back for their first show post-pandemic in uh, Greenfield, Indiana. That show starts shortly, so make sure you get out and support that show as well. Also, I would like to thank the fine people at Gouge Pro Wrestling for having myself and Chicken Bob last night. I was unsuccessful in the... Big Slam Memorial Redneck Rumble, but I came back to team with Bobby Rofold in the main event for the Gouge Tag Team titles, but due to chicanery from an evil Akbar manager, we were unsuccessful in getting those titles, but hopefully next time we will be the champion. But I want to bring our guest on right away. He is also here in the Pacific Northwest. We have Drake Kwan with us. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you very much for being here. And since it happens to be your first time with Turnbuckle Turmoil, I will give you the traditional first-timer question to start. What led to you getting into the business of pro wrestling? What got me into pro wrestling? Well, I mean, that's a simple question. It's the action, it's the violence, the idea of two people throwing each other, beating the hell out of each other, and ultimately you get winners and losers. You get that ultimate thrill. That is pro wrestling. That's why I got into pro wrestling. Now, did you have a background... But prior to getting into the business that was going to prepare you for this, be it MMA or other athletics or maybe a drama background, anything like that, where it was pro wrestling training pretty much your introduction into this world? Well, I wrestled uh, for six years back in high school and middle school, but that was years ago. So I had a huge gap between that and when I started training for pro wrestling. So I had to, you know, kind of like start from blank page all over again. Uh, But 
all those things I did previously starting from pro wrestling kind of, you know, kept it in back of my head. And you know, I was like, you know, once I started training pro wrestling again, it started to come out and my body kind of remembered it like, you know, riding a bicycle. So, you know, use of those things, even though it's been such a long time and you know, I forgot a lot of it, it's starting to slowly come back. Uh, do you feel like having an amateur base gave you an advantage when you started professional wrestling training, or was it something that uh, you had to kind of get away from the amateur mindset in order to do professional? Yes, and yes to both. It definitely helped me with drawing people around, especially with the amateur wrestling um because you got to pop your hips for, you know, like a suplexes and throws. It definitely helps you to get people over your head. But at the same time, the mentality of, you know, like a quote-unquote shoot wrestling aspect of amateur wrestling is something that's, you know, hard habit to break away from uh, when you're doing pro wrestling. Because you're thinking about going to ground. You're thinking about pinning the guy. But ultimately, pro wrestling is not that. It's more of a show spectacle. You got to put on a good show. At the same time, you got to make it look competitive. Doing amateur wrestling in a square circle does not work as a pro wrestling. So you need to, I had to break away from it. But there are definitely, you know, like advantages of knowing amateur wrestling. Like I said, drawing people around, knowing how to, you know, throw people, take a thump, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, definitely yes and yes to both of them. One of the things that is extremely important in professional wrestling is cardiovascular training. If you don't have a good cardio base, it's going to be extremely hard to be successful as a professional wrestler. In the era that we're in now with uh, wrestling having not been around for quite a while for the most part, and a lot of people not as active as they once were, do you think that maybe not necessarily yourself personally, but wrestlers as a general rule are going to struggle once we get going with live events again because of the cardio, or do you think that people will come back in the proper shape? Well, that's going to be you know, person by person. I, I know there are people who's been keeping up with their conditioning. Uh, I know there have been people who's been, you know, uh, training privately uh, throughout all this pandemic. Uh, it's up to each individual. I cannot say for in general area, you know, how everyone's going to be, but if you've been vigilant with your conditioning and your training, then you should have no problem when shows, you know, start back up because as a professional wrestler, that's up to you to stay in shape to provide the best performance as possible at any time. So, you know, I mean, I'm not a good cardio guy. I never had a good cardio, but I think I try my best to, you know, at least stay in a somewhat state around the same condition I was before pandemic. Uh, I try my best, but, you know, it's hard. So, but, yeah, for everyone else, God, I hope they kept up because it will suck when the show starts back up. Everyone gets blown out in the first five minutes. Come on, guys. We had year and a half. You know, you guys could have done something. Like, it's up to you. 
Um, you say that you're not a great big cardio guy, but in your professional wrestling matches, what has been the longest match that you've wrestled so far? Long as I have gone, uh, I. So this is not or anything like that, but I had a private match with Jaden Morales. Uh, this was in a private. Uh, nobody else saw it, but we had a match, and it went for 18 minutes. And. That's all, you know, kind of thanks to, you know, Jaden is a great wrestler. But at the same time, my style of wrestling is kind of slow, more methodical. So, yeah, I think I can pull up somewhere between 10 to 20 minutes with the right opponent or the right style of wrestling. I know Jaden Morales pretty well. I've known him since his literal very first day in the business. Uh, he is a different type of wrestler compared to you where he's going to be a lot quicker. He does a lot more high-flying moves, uh, almost more of a lucha type of style compared to a lot of American wrestlers. What do you think of that type of style in wrestling? Is it something that you enjoy wrestling against, or does that kind of throw you off what you like to do in the ring? I love watching high flyers, but personally, yeah, I will never do any of those stuff with my body type. It does not fit me, or it does not fit my persona or psychology I'm trying to pull. And as a per- also personally, I hate jumping off things. So, no, I will not be doing any high-flying stuff. What, what you can expect me to do is kick the shit out of Jaden Morales next time he jumps up in the air. That would definitely lend itself to your style. Now, Jaden, not a true Lucha Libre-style guy. Uh, he has that aspect, but the true Lucha style of pro wrestling is something that is getting a lot more traction in the United States. We see a lot of Lucha Libre only promotions popping up all over the country now, and that style has really started to catch fire in the last 10 to 15 years. Do you personally enjoy watching the true Lucha Libre style matches, and have you ever competed in a true Lucha style match? No, I have not competed. Not only I never competed in lucha style, I have not trained in lucha style. Uh, but I do enjoy watching good lucha matches. Even you know, there are multiples of different styles of lucha as well. You have yabe, you know, like a ground technical submission style, which I absolutely love seeing. Uh, there is definitely high flyers, you know, all those stuff. Lucha as a whole, I enjoy watching it. But me personally, compete or train for it. I highly doubt it. One of the other big styles of wrestling that has gotten a lot more popular in the United States over the last few years is the Japanese strong style. New Japan Pro Wrestling became extremely popular 
when they were on Access TV in the United States and fans had an easier accessibility to see it, you see a lot more Americans trying to delve into that style of wrestling. Is the Japanese strong style something that you enjoy doing? Absolutely. I the one of the reasons why I got into pro wrestling is because of the '90s old Japan King's Roads kind of style. Uh, you know, big strong strikes. You know, like just trying to murder each other with the big moves. Those kind of things that appeals to me mostly as the pro wrestling. When I see pro wrestling, that's what I imagine what pro wrestling should be as a guy's hitting hard, trying to win with the most ridiculously powerful moves. Yes, absolutely. I love Japanese strong style, King's World style, all those kind of, you know, wrestling. That, that is why I'm doing this. Now, for you personally, do you have traveling to Japan to wrestle in that country on your bucket list of things to accomplish? Absolutely. It's not only my bucket list, but it's my goal to go to Japan and wrestle in Japan at some time in my career. Well, pre-pandemic, it was easier than ever for independent American wrestlers to get to Japan. So hopefully once things open up a little bit more, that's something that you'll be able to accomplish. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I will... Yeah, I would love to go to Japan at some point. Yeah, like you said, before pandemic, it was easier. But let's, well, let's see where this pandemic is heading to. Hopefully by next year, things start to open back up. But right now, everything got to put on hold. Very, very true. Uh, hopefully we're on the verge of opening things up so international travel is a bit easier. One of the things that a lot of wrestlers have a preference on for their own careers is tag team wrestling versus singles wrestling. Some people have a strong preference on one or the other. When it comes to your own career, do you have a preference on tag team wrestling versus singles? I know you have done both. I've done a tag match before, but personally, I prefer singles match, so where I can, you know, show off my uh, prowess in the ring more. Uh, mostly because I have not found somebody else that I am willing to be a team with, you know, commit to that kind of a relationship yet. So maybe in the future, but right now, Drake One is a singles wrestler. One of the things that we are going to experience as wrestling opens up is added emphasis on the sanitation in pro wrestling. Obviously, uh, in this era, we have to be more careful and we have to keep things more sanitary. That includes wiping down the ring and things of that nature. But one of the things that has been controversial for the last several years because of the sanitation concerns and health concerns is blood as it relates to wrestling. Uh, some people 
don't have a problem with blood being introduced into matches. Some people are very anti-having blood in matches. A lot of states that have a athletic commission have rules on the books as far as what to do if there is blood involved. What's your own personal stance as it relates to blood during a match in pro wrestling? If it works, it works. But at the same time, if you have any blood-related diseases, you got to let everybody else know, you know, so everybody can, you know, take precautions or, you know, make sure it does not contain, you know, contagious to other people. But me personally, if I bleed hard way, that's fine. But I don't really personally take partake in blading myself or anything like that. But you know what? Wrestling is, you know, different for everybody. If you like blade, if you like blood, that's good on you. One of the other things that has been a hot topic in wrestling as far as health goes is the concussion problem in wrestling. Obviously, being a full contact sport, concussions are always going to be there, but in the last 10 years, we've learned a lot more about the actual problems that are long-term with concussions and how they can be treated and how we can prevent future problems, but in independent pro wrestling especially, there's not really a way to formally police that. Do you think on the independent level concussions are still a major problem or do you see things getting better as far as that goes than they were, say, five to ten years ago? Concussions always going to be a serious problem no matter what era, what area we're in. It's up to everybody, not only wrestlers themselves, promoters and the fans themselves to keep visual vigilant eyes out for people who are suffering with the CTE. You're going to get hurt in wrestling regardless, you know, what you do. Eventually, you're going to get concussion or two. But does not mean that's the end of the world. I mean, take your time. Just don't try to kill yourself. You know, concussion will happen. But it's, it's been better than, like you say, five, ten years ago, because everybody's aware of it. Like, everybody just needs to be more visual now than ever to make sure concussion does not, you know, ruin or end another wrestler's career. I definitely agree with you there. Now, speaking of concussions in careers, there was a very prominent wrestler in the Pacific Northwest a number of years ago named Aaron Bolo, and he had his career come short due to concussion issues. Uh, Aaron Bolo was uh, seen on SmackDown wrestling for the Intercontinental title. He wrestled for all of the bigger companies in the Pacific Northwest from his very first start until the day he had to stop wrestling. I know you came along quite a bit after Bolo retired, but how familiar were you 
with Polo, uh, you seem to have a pretty similar look and style to what he had. I heard somebody made a comparison before, and I told this person as well, well, sorry, but I've never heard of Aaron Bowler. Uh, and, it, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, he had to retire with a concussion and whatnot, but I personally did not take much uh, inspiration from him. Uh, and a lot of people say that. It's like, oh, well, come on, let's be fair. How many other people you seen doing Polo Young uh, inspiration? Didn't know about Aaron Bowler until recently, and it's you know if people think thinks I am taking Aaron Bowler character, well that's unfortunate because I think I'm putting my own spin to my own character because Draquan is not Aaron Bowler ripoff if if that's what people are saying. Well, I haven't heard that. I was just seeing similarities personally was what I was saying so. Yeah, I, I see the similarities, but I also see you blazing your own trail for sure. Now, one of the promotions that uh, you have been working for recently is the SOS Wrestling, and they stream their shows uh, after they've been taped uh, kind of in a closed studio type of setting. You've been prominent on those shows. What can you tell us about SOS? SOS started as a, a somewhat fun joke project with everybody uh, that were involved with three to one pre, uh, prior to COVID and you know shutdown of the company. Uh, it started as a really you know fun you know goofy thing and you know uh, backyard and it moved on you know it kind of expanded into getting its own venues and getting season two and whatnot and i did enjoy my time in there uh it i got to do things i would normally would not have been able to do uh other places because you know like what i try to do is i'm trying to be more of a manish kind of character but as you know as well as i could just goof around because you know nobody actually Seriously, it's like, all right, this is something we can do for fun. So we'll have fun with this. I enjoyed my time with the SOS, but I felt like at some point, I was like, all right, how is this going to help me advance my character? Because what I'm doing here at SOS does not relate anything to what I'm trying to do out in the actual business industry. So at some point, I had to say, right, I'm going to do my matches. And probably I'm going to take a little break from it and try to rethink what I want to do with this. So SOS has been both blessing and, you know, like a great opportunities. But for now, uh, you know, with season two, you know, wrapping up, I don't know what my plans with SOS anymore. So we're just going to have to see, wait and see what happens. Fair enough. One of the other companies you were wrestling for at the time the pandemic hit, uh, you had just started there recently, is Combat Pro Wrestling, which is based in Marysville, Washington. What can you tell us about the decision for you to join up with Combat Pro? Uh, let's see. I work CPW uh, back when I was still kind of, you know, still 
just started training, uh, trying to get my foot into the business. I got in there with some of the other trainees, you know, just kind of get the reps in, uh, trying to see what it's like to be in front of a crowd uh, and, you know, be in the ring with the other other workers, and which was very great experience, I have to say, you know, being in front of, you know, get that actual experience of the show. And that kind of propelled me to, you know, got me an idea of, all right, this works, this does not work, so I will have to change what I do. Unfortunately, you know, soon after that, you know, COVID hit and a lot of things kind of got scrapped. So there was a huge gap between CPW and where we are now, and a lot of things have been kind of put on hold. I don't necessarily know anymore uh, what will happen. But, you know, the mat- two matches I had at CPW, they were, were fun. I enjoyed my time there. Uh, you know, people were great. Uh, venue was actually, you know, greater than, you know, better than I expected to be. You know, it had really high ceilings, and you don't see that often anymore in uh, indie wrestling. So I enjoyed CPW. Well, we're uh, kind of coming down to the last part of our show today, and I want to make sure that you have ample opportunity. If there's anything that you would like to say to our listeners today, plug and promote anything and everything you want from social media to merchandise to any upcoming appearances, anything you would like, floor is yours. Absolutely. All my, let's see, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at really Drake Kwan. And my Brain Buster Tees page is Drake Kwan as well. Uh, for booking inquiries, you can email me at realdrakequan at gmail.com. And I will be making appearance on June 25th at uh, Scuttlebutt Mania and June 26th at Spokane for Relentless. And right now I am planned to be at Rock and WrestleMania at Span Away on July 31st. Well, it seems like you have a good schedule coming up, some good appearances, and I look forward to seeing you progress your career. Hopefully we'll get to share a locker room or two again in the future, and I want to wish you the very, very best, and thank you so much for being on with us today. Well, thank you for having me. All right, fans, definitely if you see that Draquan is going to be on a show near you, go buy a ticket, support what he does. Great up-and-coming wrestler. I think you will be impressed with him. So continue to support his journey. We will be back with you next week, next Friday afternoon. We have IWA Mid-South ring announcer Kevin Cordell. And one week from this very day, we will be joined by both Pogo and his protege, Max Sterling. So that should be a great time next week. Everyone continue to be safe out there. Swing by the Benefit Show if you're near Auburn, Washington today. And we will talk to you soon. I'm so bored, I'm doing 
it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.